Welcome back to another episode of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Christian Fox, and this is a show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement, so I'm not yelling at my friends and family who don't want to hear my thoughts and theories on this fantastic franchise. Today, I want to do a spiritual successor to an older episode I did where I talked about Chakotay and Janeway and made the argument that they are actually the Pam and Jim of the Star Trek universe. So today, I want to do the same kind of thing and look at Tom and Bellana and make the argument that they are, in fact, the Monica and Chandler of Star Trek. But before I get into why, make sure you get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of boots, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you want to pull the Archer Maneuver, and brace for impact because things are going to get nerdy and probably a little bit mushy. When thinking about Tom Paris and Belana Torres and comparing them to Monica and Chandler, there were actually two reasons that I think this to be a fair comparison. And the first reason is that there really isn't any hint towards the relationship. So if you look at Friends Season 1, you look at the first episode, we learn that Ross is madly in love with Rachel, and we suspect because it's TV that Rachel at some later point might have the same feeling. And so that is the couple that the show focuses on. It's very much a Ross and Rachel show. It's a will they, won't they, were they on a break, were they not on a break? And that's what you kind of expect because most shows do have one couple that is the couple of the show, and that's where you get Ross and Rachel. And when you see Monica and Chandler, they're friends. They're dating other people, but there's really no hint that they're actually going to be a couple. In fact, the show kind of suggests that if Monica and or Chandler find the perfect partner, it's probably not going to be someone on the main cast and probably going to be a guest starring character, someone like Mike in later seasons for Phoebe, or in the case of a lot of sitcoms, they probably won't find anything. So you don't expect that they're going to be together. Now let's compare that to Tom and Bellana on Voyager, it's kind of the same thing. There's really no hint at their relationship. If you look at Tom, especially season one, Tom is portrayed as like the super suave, cocky, ladies' man, kind of a Riker, Captain Kirk-esque character, someone who you think is going to probably fall in love with someone on some random planet, be super passionate, and then by the end of the episode, they're going to sail away off to the next planet and Tom is probably not going to mention them again. And it's not because Tom is a jerk, and it's not because all of these characters are a jerk. It's just an inherent trope when you have a show like Star Trek where they go from planet to planet, because Kirk would often get involved with alien women, he'd fall madly in love, and then something would happen, and then he'd say goodbye, and they'd leave, and that was it. Never see them again. And that's kind of what you expect to happen with Tom Paris. And if you look at Bellana. There's actually two other people who look like they could be potential romantic partners. The obvious one is Chakotay, who she's had a shared history with. They both have had the same kind of trauma, and they both have known each other for a very long time. And there's even that one episode, uh, Persistence of Vision, I believe it's called, where she has this really intense vision slash, I guess, fantasy induced by an alien, or aliens, I should say, where she and Chakotay get pretty intimate. And 
you kind of see, okay, I could see how she's into Chakotay. I could see that being a thing that might get developed later. But then there's also Harry Kim. And the two of them are just so flirty with each other. They're always teasing. You know, even back in the first episode, Bellana starts calling him Starfleet. And that just becomes a reoccurring thing where whenever they have a conversation, she'll call him Starfleet. Or maybe Harry will fall in love with someone. And then she'll make fun of him for it. But they kind of tease each other. So you feel like, as a viewer, that, you know what, maybe... Maybe it's going to be Bellana and, and, and Harry Kim if it's not Chakotay, but you don't think about Paris at all. You kind of assume that in true Star Trek fashion that no one's actually going to get together ever because it's Star Trek and because, well, most of the shows don't have long-term relationships, at least up until that point. And I know DS9 is kind of the exception there. But generally speaking, Star Trek doesn't really get involved with long-term relationships. And so you don't have your characters really embracing that. If you look at Riker and Troy... It took them, what, 20 plus years to finally tie the knot and for Riker to be like, oh, I'm actually in love with Troy. (laughs) I probably should have asked her to marry me like 20 years ago. Come on, Riker, what are you doing? So you don't expect that there's going to be a coupling in in Voyager. And that's kind of a weird word. Sounds a lot like coupling. Like there's a power coupling, power coupling. I don't know what I'm going on about. But the point is, you don't really expect that to happen in Voyager because it really hasn't happened in Trek before then. So when you compare... Both of those pairings of characters, Monica and Chandler and Tom and Balana, you really don't get the sense that either of them are going to be together and either of them are going to be a long-term couple. But it works. And that actually leads me to my second reason, which is both these couples feel completely organic and they just kind of work. There's really no explanation as to why. I'm sure there's actually an explanation like, If you look at a lot of the episodes where they're together, they really do complement each other and they help each other work through their problems. But it's something that's so unexpected, but it doesn't feel like it's out of place. So by the time you get to, I want to say it's season four of Friends. So if I'm wrong, please let me know. I don't know my friends like I know my Star Trek, but I think it's in season four when Ross is about to marry Emily, but can't because he says the wrong name. And it's that episode where Chandler and Monica hook up and they really like each other and you see it happening and you as the viewer are kind of like, you know what, I'm buying that. I kind of feel the, the chemistry here. I'm not opposed to it. And so by the time that happens and they get back and as I said, the viewer, you as the viewer are all kind of into it. And you're like, okay, when's everybody else going to find out? When's everyone else going to find out? And they keep it a secret for a while, but then Joey discovers the truth by accident. And then it kind of gets revealed to everyone else through sitcom ways. But everybody in the show even kind of accepts that, hey, this is actually a thing that we can get behind and something that the characters are like actively happy with which you don't always get. You don't always get two characters getting together and everybody loving it. I mean, it doesn't always happen where characters don't like that. But, you know, it's nice that in Friends, everybody was really supportive of their relationship. And even Ross, who's super protective of Monica, was okay with it. I can't remember if Chandler had to get Ross's blessing and if Ross was being Ross about it. But even if he did, eventually he gets to the point where he's totally cool with with Chandler and Monica and he's totally fine with them being together, which I think is great. And then you look at Star Trek Voyager, and by the time you get to season three, Blood Fever, when... Wait, is it Vork or Torek? Torek is from Next Gen, who's also a Vulcan in engineering. 
And Vorik is the other Vulcan in engineering who's on Voyager. They actually are both twins, apparently, according to some of the books, that they're, they're twin brothers. It's, it's a silly thing. It's a whole other episode I could get into, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But it's the one where Vork goes through Vulcan Ponfar, and then he wants to mate with Torres, but Torres doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And then Tom has to step in and fight him and mate, I think, is what happens. I'm a bit fuzzy on it. But basically, it's that episode where their relationship kind of forms. I mean, prior to that, we did have a little bit of flirting back and forth. There was one episode specifically where Tom was saying that some other random crew member had a crush on Torres and was kind of teasing her for it. And there was maybe a little hint of jealousy, but not a lot. So there was a little bit of flirting, but it's really in blood fever when, okay, the viewer gets the idea that, okay, something is brewing. They're probably going to get together in some level. And so it's not entirely without hint, but I would say between that episode when they finally do get together, it's very quick. So it doesn't feel like it's a long, drawn-out, like, seven-year thing. I talk about NCIS quite a bit, okay? So that's something I always go to. And you look at Bishop and Torres, and... I think, when did Bishop come? Bishop was probably around 2013, 2014. She just left the show in 2020. And Taurus has been there for a long time, too. I don't know what season he joined. But basically, they've had the will, they won't, they will, they won't, they will, they won't, they thing for over eight years. And when they finally do, she leaves. And it's like, what? That was it. That was the buildup. So... Yeah, that was a little bit frustrating, and that was hinted at. There were so many hints about how much they actually liked actually liked each other. Whereas Voyager, by the time you do get those hints, they move so quickly to the re- relationship, I can't speak right now, that it doesn't feel like it was really planned out. It maybe was planned out from the beginning, but I'm not really sure. But either way, it happens so quickly, it doesn't feel like, oh, they were laying the breadcrumbs for this relationship for, for five years before that episode. No, it happens very quickly. But like with Monica and Chandler, it feels organic. You can feel the chemistry and the love that they have for, for each other is just so obvious. And even when Tom is being Tom and like focusing too much on his cars or when he's getting possessed or not possessed, but I don't know what you call it. What do you call it if you buy a ship and then that ship has an artificial intelligence and then somehow gets into your mind and changes your behavior? I don't know if that's brainwashing or what the heck you'd call it. But when that happens, Tom, not Tom, Belana is right there for him. And she's always so supportive of what he's going through. And even when he's having an off day and by I mean that time he was just not loving his duties and then got taken over by another guy or body stopped with another guy. She was there. She supported him through all of that. And then when you look at Balana, the fact that she has always struggled with being half human and half Klingon, Tom was there to help her work through that and to help her embrace her Klingon traditions as well as her human traditions. And, and Tom wasn't like super forceful, like, I'm telling you what to do. You better study Klingon mythology and Klingon heritage because that's what you are. And Klingon traditions, by the way. No, he didn't do that. He was very approachable and he was very soft and very thoughtful towards her, but he was just nudging her in a nice, encouraging way to maybe explore some of her her Klingon heritage. And I know they did get a little bit testy with each other from time to time at Star Trek. I shouldn't say it's Star Trek as if that's what happens. People don't generally fight on Star Trek, which is very strange. But yeah, they get a little bit testy because they're humans and, well, a human and a human half Klingon, half Klingon, half human hybrid. I don't know what... uh, 
I don't know why I'm blinking so much on my words today. It's been a long week. So that's all I got for that. But what I'm trying to say is that they really complement each other, really help each other work through their problems. And so when it happens and it comes out of nowhere, it feels organic. It feels like something you can get behind, something that you can buy that happened. And not only did it happen in the show, but they're going to be together forever, most likely, unless they get a divorce in 30 years. But the show really does a good job of showing them uh, not showing them, but showing us how they are a really good couple, one that's going to endure for a very long time. And, and it and it's amazing because, it, again, it came out of nowhere and there was really no hint that Tom was going to end up with a long-term partner. The closest we ever got to that was Rain Robinson in um, Future's End uh, Season 3. But then we kind of knew, well, obviously that's not going to continue because she's from the past and he's from the future and you can't have her join the ship because that would be a little bit strange, even though it worked with Dr. Jillian Trailer and Star Trek Voyage Home. But you don't expect that to happen. But when Tom gets to Bolana, you feel like that relationship is organic and one that we as the audience can actively support, especially when you compare Chakot and Seven of Nine. Now, that was a relationship that came out of nowhere and it felt odd. It didn't feel like it was right. I know I'm in the camp of it should have been Seven and the Doctor, even though there's some issues around that. But I still stand by that it should have been the Doctor and Seven, not Seven and Chakotay, because that was just an awkward relationship. And they didn't seem to really have that much love for each other, especially when you compare it to Tom and Bellana. So that's an example of one that doesn't work, but Tom and Bolana does work. And it's one that we as the viewers can actively appreciate. And maybe there are people out there that don't think it's a good relationship, but personally, I buy it, I love it, and I'm so happy that it happened. And that it's the same way I feel when I watch Friends. I love Monica and Chandler. They're such a stable couple and one that feels like there's so much chemistry. Yes, they have fights with each other, but they resolve them and they get through it, and you really believe that they are going to be together for the rest of time. And then when you look at Ross and Rachel, it's like, okay, I know they're the couple. They're the main couple of the show. There's a lot of, but Ross doesn't really behave in the best way, and he acts like a jerk a lot of the time. And there's just all this stuff going on that I don't fully love the Ross and Rachel relationship. So it's because the relationship between Tom and Bellana came out of nowhere with no real clues, but works so well that I believe that Tom and Bellana are the Monica and Chandler of Star Trek. But what about you? Do you agree with my thoughts to Tom and Bellana? Am I completely wrong? Is there an other couple that you think is a better comparison? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Also, let me know what you like and what you don't like about this show, because ultimately, my goal is to make a podcast that you enjoy listening to and now watching. In the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there. That away.